is the Go Blue Crew. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. This is episode 132. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. Derek, how is life? Life is good. Uh, big, big week. Because I bought a house. Oh my gosh, you bought a house? <laughs> bought a house. And the goal won't be moved in by uh, October 24th, which obviously is a big night uh, oh, for yeah. Michigan fans. Uh, but we'll get the keys on another big day, October 31st. Not only Halloween, but more importantly, Michigan, Michigan State. Dang. We were so, talking earlier, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, about how those are kind of like magical times moving into a new house in the middle of football season. And you're like, you've got your uh, impromptu setup to catch the game. That's going to be your life. It is. And so, yeah, I, I uh, got a, you know, the final showing the final walkthrough and I just, you know, I've already said it's, it's gotta be not at the time that Michigan and Michigan state's at. And as far as I'm seeing on the uh, MGO blue site, Time is still to be announced, at least as of Thursday evening. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough. I feel like it's going to be an afternoon game. Most I likely. I can't see it being a night game. You're probably. I, I would bet like a noon kickoff. I would say if it's going to be a night game, it's the year to do it. Usually, historically, you would avoid uh, night games, like true night games in this yeah. rivalry just because the campus is being so close, the tailgating, the, you know, potential rioting, whatever. Um, <laughs> so in a, in a normal non-pandemic world, usually avoid the night games. So maybe this is the time to do it with no fans. But, yeah, you still got to keep students off the streets. And there are students at both campuses even when things are virtual for many. So I would say, yes, probably a noon game, maybe a 3.30 game. But, yeah, again, as long as I am – in front of a TV. Don't care if it's where I'm at now, the new place. I just need to watch the game. We need a picture of the setup on the 31st. I can do that. If it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be an underwhelming setup. Like, it's not going to be like, whoa, look look at him and his setup. It's going to be like, wow, I feel bad for this guy. (laughs) It'll still be cool, though. Like, once people understand the circumstances, most people, I think, will be like, yeah, I've been there. Yep. It's a relatable experience. Uh, today we're going to talk about Michigan's schedule. Uh, kind of do the same thing we did with Joe Milton in last week's episode and just set like some some basic expectations uh, about you know what what we should see in this uh, eight game schedule and then there's you know the plus one on that that day of the the conference championship. Uh, and then later we'll talk about. Nico Collins, uh, no, no hard news there. Just, you know, per usual, some speculation stuff. But as you look at Michigan's schedule, um, obviously opening on the 24th at Minnesota, I think I saw the line there is, is, is Michigan's like a two and a half point underdog on the road, which isn't all that surprising, but how much of, what you think the season will turn out to be will will be dictated by the outcome of this first game. Uh, you know, I, I usually say a lot, but it's hard to know what any team is going to look like in the Big Ten. Um, these are two teams that have plenty of talent, um, and Michigan has the big question mark of what 
like we talked about last week, what will Joe Milton look like and what should our expectations be for him. And I think we even specifically talked about this first game, like expecting to see, you know, some some great plays and expecting to see some you know, dull moments. And So, yeah, I think that this game can set the tone. I think a win really sets the tone. Uh, I think a, a loss hurts, and you don't ever want to lose to Minnesota, but credit to Minnesota for, you know, getting better and better and having a very, very talented team this year. Um, the loss isn't the end of the world. Um, I, I would expect, and, and we'll talk specifically about this, I would expect losses um, during this season, um, if the season even carries through or, or is completed in full. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world if you lose at Minnesota. At least you're losing one on the road, even though that looks different, two to a good team. Uh, and you can maybe chalk it up to, you know, first-time starting quarterback, and, you know, they just didn't look too great in, in week one. But a win definitely helps boost the confidence of probably everybody um, and can really set the tone for the next couple of weeks, uh, which seem to be p- potential trap games, but seem to be games that Michigan would be more confident Um playing in than, than at Minnesota maybe. I'm actually going to be a little more worried I think about uh, playing Indiana than, than Michigan State. I mean unless unless Michigan State uh, you know blows I mean I guess first game of the, the year against, is against Rutgers so I don't know how much we'll learn about the Spartans in that one but I, I think I'm more worried about the Hoosiers because of, of recent history of that game it, it, you know last year wasn't a good example but it's usually close in Indiana's offense. Uh usually exposes some some weaknesses on on Michigan's defense um Michael Penix uh, a few weeks ago I couldn't think of his name to save my life uh good lefty quarterback I believe he's a lefty uh I think I think that game scares me a little more than Michigan State which so so when I'm when I'm looking at at the Minnesota game I mean win or lose I'm pretty confident in Michigan's ability to to take care of, of business against Michigan State it's but like being one and two potentially you know if if michigan loses to minnesota beats michigan state and then like comes back on november 7th and loses to indiana being one and two going in to you know i mean maybe a top 15 game against wisconsin maybe it's top 10 i don't know like going into that game at one and two i think would be really scary and at that point i would uh I would probably start to feel quite a bit of dread. So I'm not basing my my feelings so much on week one. It'll be like a combination of what happens in those first three games going into a, a big game against Wisconsin. Yeah, I think if you're one and two heading into Wisconsin, you're maybe looking at what I would consider worst case scenario of, um, you know, four wins. Because if you, if you can't win against Indiana, and again, that's, trap game every year probably always will be but if you're one and two heading into wisconsin you probably don't have a ton of confidence uh, winning against wisconsin you could be one and three um and really your only other games that you should win at that point if you're one and three is rutgers and maryland you're probably going to be expected to lose to, to penn state and ohio state so i mean you could win two games three games four games would be best case scenario i guess um so you hope that's not the case i think likely and and I mean, we want to talk about expectations. I think likely uh, Michigan could be 3-0 and or at the very least 2-1 and heading into Wisconsin. I think that Wisconsin game for me is another really big tone setter. Um, you're 
approaching the the halfway mark of the season after that game would be the halfway mark and if you can come out of that 4-0 I think you you feel good about Michigan uh, reaching the six win mark uh, if you have a blemish whether it's Minnesota or the first blemish is Wisconsin or, or maybe it's two losses there I think you're a little bit unsure and uneasy uh, maybe you go into Penn State at three and two uh, but a loss to, to Penn State obviously puts you at three and three uh, four and three in Maryland, and then you know you can probably expect to lose to Ohio State. Although, as you've seen in the SEC, and, and we'll talk about the SEC and some of the cancellations and and such, like teams that are not supposed to be winning are winning, and teams that are historically the you know the top five, top ten teams are losing this year. And so this is a, a year where you kind of have to throw everything out of the window because I think everyone's taking the approach to preparing seriously, but it's going to look different for everybody. Michigan really seems to think that they did a great job during the times where there was no on the field or in the gym, um, in the workout room type of stuff. They feel like they really are in a mentally strong place and, and they've openly said coaches, players that they feel like that will give them an advantage over um, other teams. I don't know what specific programs they refer to when they say this, but I've heard multiple coaches and players say, you know, we stayed around while other teams' uh, players were dismissed or chose to go home. And so I don't know how much of that is super accurate or, or how long that period of time was that they stayed on campus where, where other teams' players left. But they seem to be confident about the advantage they have because of the, you know, the off-the-field stuff and focus that they had. So I think my expectations are Michigan holds their own in every game, really up until Penn State. Um, I think that Wisconsin's beatable. I think Penn State's beatable. Um, I think every team on the schedule is beatable except for Ohio State just because, you know, history is not on Michigan's side. And in some years, um, in some results, especially recently, it seems like it's not going to be on Michigan's side for, for quite some time. But I think most of the games are winnable, but yeah, those those first couple of games, uh, I think, will be big for for the rest of the season. I think what you said, like being um, like hold Michigan holding its own in those first five games of the season, going into Penn State, is probably the most optimistic you can realistically be. And the only real caveat in there, or excuse me, there there would be two caveats in there with with Minnesota and Wisconsin. I don't think we could blame anybody for you know, being a little nervous about those two games, but I think you're right that it, it, you know, we could, we could sit here and be like, yeah, Michigan should be able to be in all of those games going into Penn state. And, you know, we wouldn't be, uh, we wouldn't, that, that would not be like an unrealistic expectation. Cause I know that's what we're really trying to avoid here. I'm looking at Rutgers and Maryland. They're sandwiched between, two well you know really like like three big games so so you got Rutgers between Wisconsin and Penn State Maryland is between Penn State and Ohio State those uh, those 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 parts in the schedule I think we normally are like hey be weary because you'll be coming off a big game going into a big game the obvious uh one to be more worried about I think would be Maryland just because Rutgers is Rutgers and and you know you hardly ever have to worry about Rutgers but are you worried about either of those in that situation? Like, do you think uh, you know it could be a potential letdown? Yeah, I mean, I think any game on this schedule could be 
a loss. Um, I, I don't see it happening against Michigan State just because I think the advantage Michigan has in that rivalry right now, and I think they'll be pretty fired up to play that first game at home. I think that's just bad timing for, for Michigan State to to travel that early in a, an unknown season for them to, to compete against a team like Michigan. And again, obviously the, the back-to-back um, uh, home games for Michigan and there is an advantage. But yeah, so I, I, I don't see them losing to a Rutgers. I don't see them losing to a Michigan State. And that's just not picking on Michigan State. I just I confidently feel like those are probably the two easiest wins. Um, Maryland, like you said, should be a win. Indiana should be a win, but is always a little bit scary. And I think the rest of them kind of speak for themselves of pretty evenly matched teams, if you ask me. But, yeah, I, I think Michigan could lose to Maryland. I think Michigan could lose to Indiana. And one thing that I was thinking is, is if Michigan's as good as advertised or at least is going to play the part of a solid Big Ten team, whether it's a second or third place finish. Michigan in in this schedule could go, you know, start the season two and zero, and get a little bit of confidence um, winning at Minnesota. You could lose to Indiana and then come back and beat Wisconsin and Penn State. It seems like one of those years, and I think just after this last weekend of college football and some of the craziness we saw, there's like crazy at what four overtime game, Texas Oklahoma two teams that have both struggled this year. This feels like a season where literally anything can happen. And you might see Michigan being, you know, a a one loss team heading into Ohio state weekend and the losses to Indiana or the loss comes to a Maryland just because again, I feel like anything can happen. So even the games that you're probably historically most confident about or would be, um, you know, confident about heading into a season, I think that everything kind of feels like a trap this year just because there's been multiple teams already, especially in the SEC, that have just showed that they're they're not prepared on some days. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you've got to be prepared always. Um, and it's it's a quirky, weird year. Um, and, and hopefully Michigan will come out on top more times than they'll, than they'll lose. But, you know what, <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. And I feel like as the season gets closer and as some of this SEC cancellations – happen i feel like my expectations are just becoming a bigger and bigger question mark of where i should be and what i should feel you know heading into week one it's so fitting that you laugh because sometimes that's all you can do just laugh at it since you mentioned texas i've been thinking recently about how thankful i am that michigan is in their own position as opposed to what texas has been uh you know tom herman fine coach you know worked his way into that position but uh we keep hearing about texas is back and obviously texas is not back the the only reason i really watch texas games is because of dicker the kicker i don't know if you've gotten a chance to check him out oh yeah but great dicker solid the kicker is a real deal solid. he's a real deal in texas but do you know what i mean about how how texas uh you know is is like that that step or two below where michigan is and and I feel like Longhorns fans, maybe I'm just getting a bad read on this, but I feel like Longhorns fans um, are worse at getting their hopes up oh, than yeah. Michigan fans. I'd say so. Okay. So, you know, it it could it could be worse, definitely, and you're still not a bad team because Texas isn't a bad team. They just always let down their fans. They They never quite get to the point where you think they should be. That's for another time. Uh, 
before we go on to to Nico Collins, I, I want to get your your take on this because it seems like at least a good likelihood that in the Big Ten there are going to be some games canceled. And I say canceled, not postponed, because since the Big Ten is starting October 24th and trying to wrap up its season on December 19th before the college football playoff committee makes its selections, there really doesn't seem like uh, even a possibility that there are postponements. If, if you can't play your game, I don't, I mean, it doesn't seem like you can really slot it in anywhere else. Um, and I, I doubt they would try to do anything after the conference championship and after everybody has played that plus one crossover game. So this got me thinking, what games would I be okay with getting canceled? Like in what order would that go? And I, so I want to, you know, if you want to, if you want to go back and forth from top to bottom, if you want to spit yours off, if we want to go one at a time, um, I don't, I don't care what we do, but I just thought this would be an interesting exercise to kind of get ready for this possibility. Yeah. uh, Originally when we kind of talked about this, pre-show i was thinking you know obvious opponents like maryland Rutgers, you know indiana because you want to see michigan play michigan state and penn state and ohio state obviously um but i kind of reversed my thinking and i think first and foremost i'd prepare to lose or uh, i'd prefer to lose prepare to is probably not a bad word <laughs> like you said <laughs> no. like it, it's almost like you know it's surely going to happen for some team or one matchup Um, it's just a matter of when kind of that's what it feels like where i'm leaning right now and i'll just give you a a date range and and just for everybody mention the teams i'm hoping that it doesn't happen until midway or late season i don't want to see ohio state canceled obviously um and and i'd prefer again that it'd be a team like Rutgers traveling to Rutgers, but i would love to see michigan make it to mid-november um like if michigan played um, against Wisconsin on November 14th, but you know even the next two games had to be canceled because of either cases on the opponent's side or cases on Michigan's side. I think that's fine. What I don't want to see is you know news come out in the next few days that one of the first two games is canceled. Really anywhere in the in the Big Ten, um, the SEC um, has some cancellations this week, and I think it's you know after a few weeks of football. I mean, at least get a taste, and, and maybe this is the end for the SEC. Who knows how things are going to be handled for sure moving forward because we don't know what's going to happen. But I would love to see some football played, maybe three, four clean weekends of football. And if it's going to happen because it's probably bound to happen somewhere in the Big Ten or somewhere around the country, um, you know, maybe like Wisconsin, Rutgers, Penn State even, um, even all the way to December with Maryland. Like, I guess if I had a rank, I'd say, give me any one of those teams later in the schedule because I want to be able to have fun for at least give me three weekends, three weekends of football, three wins. And you know, if, if the pandemic takes back over, cause it's just looming this whole time, then that's fine. Take away Rutgers first and foremost. And I guess take away any game after that um, if you have to, but yeah, I'd like to see as much football clean, healthy football as possible to start the season. Okay. So I cheated a little bit and I said that the, game i would be most okay with getting canceled would be that plus one i'm fine if i don't get to see michigan play like northwestern or something 
on that that final weekend of the regular season, that'll be okay with me. Uh, I would be okay with losing Rutgers. I'd be okay with losing Maryland. I put Wisconsin a little higher because you you would think like, oh, I want to see the big games. I'm really tired of losing to Wisconsin. So I'd be okay if we lost Wisconsin. I'd be okay if we lost Indiana. And then we get into the territory where I'm not okay with it. And so Michigan State, I would not be okay with that because that's a good rivalry. I put Minnesota, though, ahead of Michigan State just because it's the opening weekend, and that would be such a bummer yeah. if that had to get canceled. I mean, we have this huge buildup. That would be, it'd be a terrible feeling. And then I have Penn State because I really want to see Michigan play Penn State. This is a battle, frankly, you know, just for the second best team in the East. That's what that's what every Michigan Penn State game has been for the last few years and for the foreseeable future. That's what it will be. So I want to see that game. And then obviously the the game I most want to see stay would be Ohio State. You know, it kind of goes without saying. Even though, give it a couple of years, and, and I may be, I may flip this, and I'll be more in that Wisconsin mindset of like, just take it off the schedule. I'm yeah. so tired of seeing this. And I'm sure there's people that would would if we asked just random people, Marina, Michigan fans, they'd probably say that this year where um, I'm at, and I think naturally, if you were thinking of in terms of you know games that matter, you would want to see Minnesota and Wisconsin go because they're on the other side of the Big Ten, but. I actually would put Minnesota as my, like, I don't know if you want to say number two or, or number seven, but outside of the Ohio State game, I think Minnesota to me is the one I'd want to see cancel the least after that, just because okay. of the fact that it's it's a night game on the road, opening weekend for the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, I just think that you know starting the season at this point already weeks behind other conferences we've all been really patient and waiting and, and hoping it's going to happen it seems pretty reasonable it's i mean just over a week away at this point in the late week um i would be crushed if that did not happen um so yeah i'd say in order of what i want cancel the least i'd go ohio state minnesota i'd probably throw michigan state in there third just because Again, early game and early, maybe more favorable matchup uh, team that you would, would love to see Michigan beat up on. And then I'd say Penn State uh, for the same reason. I think that that's a game, especially like you mentioned in the last few years, it's been for that that second place. And, and Michigan's got the best of Penn State and Penn State's got the best of Michigan. Um, and I think that this is obviously Michigan's year to to win if you're, you're following suit with what's happened in the past three to four years. Um, and I, I would say that, yeah, I, I don't want to see that game canceled. But Michigan, uh, the state, just you know broke a record for cases and just kind of up in the air on if it's some slow data or, or what exactly the case is that the, the number's a record number in October. But, yeah, if things are trending in the wrong direction, I would guess, again, that halfway through the season or later is probably where we're most likely to see cancellations and if we're focusing just on the state of Michigan then you're looking anywhere from you know November 14th I think they could get the first home game off but if things are trending in the bad direction a month from now um, you've got Ann Arbor on the 14th Ann Arbor on the 28th and then a back-to-back weekend again on the 5th and so if it's going to be a following the Michigan trend and what's allowed in this state specifically that I live in um, yeah I mean I would not be surprised if 
some of those home games are, are wiped out just because of the state of Michigan as a whole. And, and obviously the country as a whole seems to be trending in kind of a you know sad direction again. And we were warned about this, I guess, um, fall sure being a, um, a time where, you know, things could get worse. And sadly it's looking that way in some states. Um, and so I hope that, you know, everyone continues to, to stay safe, stay healthy, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to lose any games, but I guess I'd rather see some football again the first few weeks while we can and, and then see the rest go. Indiana also set a case record today. So let's go Midwest, right? Wow. Good, Setting good stuff. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I just want to say I'm so tired of seeing people dog the Big Ten for its decision to postpone the, the season as like some kind of failure or that they botched it. You can criticize the communication, that's fair. But when I look out across the rest of the college football world and see the SEC canceling and postponing games, I see Nick Saban testing positive, and now we're just wondering if uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia is actually going to kick off. When I see players and coaches missing from games because they've tested positive and then there's contact tracing stuff, I, I really don't want that to somehow be less of a failure than the Big Ten. That that really annoys me. The fact that the Big Ten, you know, just has taken so much crap for its decision, and we're not willing to to call some other uh, some other cases around the rest of college football failures. That really bugs me. But okay, over under games canceled one and a half. What are you taking for Michigan only? This is not conference only. Just Michigan only games canceled at one and a half over under. I'm going to take the under uh, at this point. Uh, Writing I mean, down, you, by the way. Good. Uh, you could ask me next week, and I might take the over. You could change the number to 2.5, and I might take the over next week just because I do think that you know the the weeks leading up and the days leading up to the Big Ten and, and you know most of these games being in the Midwest, um, I think that's going to matter. So if, if record numbers are continuing to be set in the states where you know Big Ten teams are, Michigan, Indiana – Ohio, others. Um, yeah, I think that doesn't look great, and it's probably more likely that games do get canceled. Um, but, yeah, for right now, I'm going to take the under. I do think if done the right way and if players are staying safe and you know staying out of um, trouble and, and, and away from things that could lead to, to positive cases, I do think that the Big Ten, um, one, I think they look really good right now because of all the things you mentioned in, in other conferences. I think waiting was the right move, whether people liked it or not. But I do confidently feel like the Big Ten can get through a season uh, without cancellations if people are, you know, doing their part. But wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, have a few here and there. But yeah, for right now, I'll take the under. I'm gonna take the under too. I think the the rapid testing, the daily rapid testing, is, is gonna be a pretty big factor in making sure that there aren't any like large scale outbreaks. And we're seeing uh, now, you know, what, five, six weeks into the, the season. Although, yeah, five, six weeks. That's what sounds about right. Um, you know, we're seeing teams lose some players and even some coaches, but they're they're able to, like, field a team. I think that's the much more likely scenario that pops up from time to time. You know, you're, you might have a position group depleted, but you have enough – scholarship players to go out there and, and play a game. I think that'll be the more likely thing. So, so I'm going to take the under on that as well. And, and like you, you know, come next week, I might change my mind. I don't know, but 
I, I, we are, this might be like the longest episode in, in a couple years, honestly. I don't know if we've ever approached 30 minutes, uh, recently, but Derek, you're, I know you're a busy man, soon to be homeowner, but if you don't mind, just fill us in on, on the latest Nico Collins buzz before we go. Yeah, there's a little bit of buzz of just the fact that, you know, some guys have been taken off the roster and Ambry Thomas, who's, you know, come out and said, I will not be returning. Uh, Nico Collins at this point, um, you know, Thursday evening, October 15th, has not said anything. Um, he's still on the roster. His number is number one. Um, you know, there's talks of Ronnie Bell maybe taking over that number, speculation, I should say. Um, and that has not been changed. And so I think if you see Ronnie Bell change the, the number on the roster, you see him practicing in the number one, then maybe you think Nico Collins is gone for sure. But you know, no video of him, no proof. Uh, maybe he just, you know, hangs out and doesn't let anybody know and he comes out as a team captain on the road and, you know, it's it's Jim Harbaugh's way of, you know, not showing all of his cards to, to Minnesota. But yeah, as of now, no no announcement and where I'm leaning um, is unlikely. I mean, obviously you would you'd seem like a guy would come out and say something and do the whole media thing and, you know, be out there practicing, but no true update other than he's still on the roster. So probably still enrolled at least as of now at Michigan. And yeah, I guess we'll see. And as we've said many times, this team is not way better with Nico Collins, but definitely better and has a better chance to, to be really dominant in offense if he does um, choose to play. And if not, I think we've talked about this as well. Next man up, I think the receiver group is, uh, is well ready to, you know, to make a mark and, and be their own uh, breed of you know, dangerous wideouts. Uh, Jim Harbaugh obviously loves to hold the cards close, not let people know what's going on. This would be the ultimate case of that. This would be some boss stuff right here. If I'm Nico rooting. Collins on the team trots out of the tunnel week one, I mean, that that would be that'd be the best Jim Harbaugh move I think ever. I mean, because we're at the thirty minute mark, I'll just ask the one more question, and okay, I'm going to go wait ahead. exactly until the thirty minute mark, which is right now. Okay. Can this happen? Would this happen? Can Nico Collins truly be practicing with the team and trot out? with the number one Jersey for week one and have nobody know or leak that uh, information. I don't see why not. I, I think it could happen at some point. I mean, look, he's on the roster, right? As of yesterday. Yeah. Um, and Michigan, you know, college teams don't have to release depth charts. So if Michigan doesn't release a depth chart, it's not like that wouldn't be a surprise. Um, I, yeah. And, and you see this, the media, uh, the social media videos that the athletic department and, and the football account puts out pretty easy to just not get footage of Nico Collins. Like if you're trying to do something big. So yeah, I think it could happen. I don't, I, I don't see why not. I and, would... Unless I'm making up the part where you don't have to, to release a depth chart or, or like there has to be some kind of rule. Like, when you start your season, like your, your roster, it can't be fake, you know, <laughs> like it, you have to have a real roster. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see that. I think that would just be, you know, almost like just good, good old comedy to start the season. 
Yeah. Um, it, it'd give us something to laugh about and get excited about and rage, rage tweet about. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably again, unlikely, but thought we'd throw it in to, you know, just remind people that Nico Collins technically still hasn't said no. That's true. We'll leave it there. Cause that's a high note. So that's where we'll drop it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick. Derek is at divine identity next week. We'll come back and look at Minnesota. Uh, Michigan, of course, kicks off the, the season at Minnesota on the 24th, the night game on ABC. So we'll see you next week. Go Blue. Go Blue.